Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to The Hive Podcast. And my name is Robert, and I am a contributor here at The Hive and with Subculture, Inc. And today I'm going to be talking to you a bit about the book of Philemon. And uh, I just want to start out by saying that I know that you don't often get a lot of content related to the book of Philemon aka Philemon aka Pokemon no however however you want to say it and it is often that this letter is overlooked within the New Testament and often I know for me I I rarely have ever even heard uh this book, uh, this quoted at all within a preaching context. And I just wanted to shine a little light upon it, give you a few things that hopefully will pique your interest, pique your, uh, your spirit, and hopefully will inspire us all to just dig deeper into this text Hopefully will inspire us to investigate and ask ultimately the question of why God chose to leave uh, this writing within uh, our New Testament, right? So, so a, a bit about Philemon. Okay, so this personal letter is from, you can tell from reading through it, it's pretty short, but it's from the Apostle Paul to Philemon and it is pretty straightforward, and as you read it, I'll give you just a brief uh, su- summation if you want to break it up into ch- small chunks. Verses 1 through 3 is an opening greeting, and, it's ad- and it addresses Philemon directly, and we learn within the context of, the, of that opening greeting that Philemon is a slave master, right? And of course, we learn later that Onesimus is his slave. Verses four through seven is further greetings, a bit of compliments are in order, and these words seem related to Philemon and his good works, right? Move on down to verses eight through 22. And we have what I call the appeal. Paul moves from a sympathetic plea. Look at verse 8 and mentioning his age and his prison status. And it morphs by the time you get to verse 19. It's a bit more pressure filled. And Paul's really good at that. He knows how to speak (laughs) at different times using the the right amount of uh, pressure or, or compliment whatever is needed for uh, what he desires the outcome to be. And, uh, and verses 23 through 25 are closing remarks and goodbyes. So in this letter, basically, we find out that uh, Onesimus is a slave belonging to Philemon and he ran away and through some course of events became a Christian after interacting with Paul. And all of this we we can find just directly 
from context clues within the letter. We don't have to study tons of commentaries. We don't have to Wikipedia it. It's just all written there within the, the letter, uh, if we would read closely. And through the course of interacting with Paul, Onesimus becomes saved. And now there seems to be a bit of a dilemma because this is a runaway slave. <laughs> and now Paul is sending Onesimus back to his slave master. And in this day and time, that would have been extremely uh, precarious. Obviously, you are running away for a reason. And it's great that I became a Christian and all. And it's great that now I believe in this Lord and Savior. Uh, but going back to what I just escaped from doesn't seem to be, um, for anybody, that doesn't seem to be the best idea. <laughs> you know, just using context clues, you're not running away from paradise, right? Uh, you're running away from something to something, right? That's a word. <laughs> so, uh, but we also find out from, through this, this letter, we can see uh, a familiarity between Paul and Philemon. And there seems to be a common respect and communal nature between the two. And there, there, there seems to be some form of love, gratitude, and respect between the two. Otherwise, you wouldn't appeal to someone of whom you have no common ground, right? You're not going to send a slave back and, and appeal based on common ground and relational equity that you do not have. And, uh, and we see that, that Paul is using these different techniques line by line to uh, appeal to Philemon's head and his heart in his spirit and in light of the fact that another hidden clue is obviously Philemon is a Christian as well uh, that seems to be hidden within the text you don't have to dig too hard and so in light of the common Christianity now that all three men share Paul Philemon and Onesimus it begs this question of what now what is the just course? What does reparations look like now? And what is the just thing to do? And uh, so I think it is interesting that this letter is placed here. And the question, a few questions come to my mind uh, to get us to think deeper. One, why does Paul seem to employ different appeal styles? You know, why doesn't he just say what he thinks? Why doesn't he just command what he wants finally meant to do? You know, I'm thinking in my own life or like with my parents or loved ones, like what are the reasons why I would use different appeals styles? And sometimes for me, I'll say Sometimes I, when I'm trying to really get what I want, I'll switch it up, you know. <laughs> I will appeal first to your emotions, then to your head, then to your heart, back to, you know, back and forth. Because I want to give you a comprehensive view of what I want. Maybe this is what Paul's doing, maybe not. But I'm just thinking in context of my own life. That's what I do. 
another question that comes to mind for me is why on earth does Paul send Onesimus back? And in conjunction with that is why doesn't Paul take this opportunity to clarify and condemn the practice of slavery outright? And that, that alone has been a source of contention throughout uh, the ages that the Bible at this point and in many other junctures doesn't outright condemn the, the institution of slavery. Here is a, a time where Paul could have clarified through the power of the Spirit that, hey, I'm not just going to appeal to you. I'm going to tell you that slavery is wrong by the power of the Spirit. It is wrong for you to own another man. And that's why you should receive Onesimus back as a brother in the Lord. But he doesn't do that. And it's interesting to note at different other places in Paul's writing, he does seem to command things by the power of the Spirit. And so I just think it's interesting that at this juncture he doesn't. And I myself question why he doesn't. And uh, the last question I'm thinking is, what is the significance of this, you know, small little nugget, this small little treasure being here? What What is its significance in, in, in the Bible? And what are the gospel implications here? Uh, I'll take a moment to address that a bit. I, I think one implication that I can think is that when we accept the Lord Christ and we take on his new nature and we receive forgiveness of our sins, a lot of times we just want to move on. I think it's interesting that Paul immediately sends the brother back to make things right with his slave master. And, uh, I think at the very least, we see that the gospel demands some form of reparations for past wrongs or past sins. And Paul doesn't um, skip over that fact. And he sends Onesimus back to his slave master. And I think that's a witness of the implications that the gospel has. And that there are reparations to be paid even when we can look at the from the outside and say, hey, maybe slavery was wrong in the first place. But the gospel demands something of us and it demands something of how, how we treat those we may have wronged. And we don't know the manner in which Onesimus left. We don't know if he did it in a violent way, a cruel way. We don't, we, don't, we don't know any of those things. But at the very least, we know Paul sending him back. I also think of what a witness it would have been of the continued work of the cross in both Onesimus' life and in Philemon's life of, of one for... Onesimus to be honest and actually go back. That would have been amazing because the moment he left Paul, he could have just not gone back, right? 
Uh, but if he actually went back and received whatever punishment was coming to him as befitting a slave, that would have taken immense courage and immense um, immense uh, transformation by the power of the Spirit, right? Uh, he ran away for a reason, but Christ comp- would compel him to live in a different way. And I think that would have been a witness. I think it also, if the two could reconcile and become one and maybe form a new relationship, what that that could have done to the surrounding community and even what that could have done to Philemon's heart. We don't know what kind of slave master Philemon was. That is also hidden to us. But I think what could a reconciled community have looked like with Philemon and Onesimus working together now estranged for a short time, separated for a time, but now working together, the possibilities could have been endless. And we don't know the end of their story um, and how things ended up, but I think the, the possibilities of what the gospel could have done in them, through them, with them, in their town, in their community, could have been miraculous. And we don't know. I mean, only heaven, heaven will, will be able to expound on what actually happened if and when Onesimus went back. But the possibilities are beautiful. The implications of that seed that Paul planted in, our, in Onesimus would have been miraculous and beautiful. And so, yeah, I think that type of reconciled living is just, I'm just fantasizing about that, that, that reconciled living, that, 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 that this, this letter kind of hints at is a beautiful picture hidden in the, the pages of the New Testament. And so... So happy treasure hunting, happy digging into to the word for yourself. And uh, I would love to hear your, your further thoughts on Philemon. And yeah, this book has kind of opened up to me in new ways. I'm, I admit that I usually rush through it, uh, but I've taken time over the course of the past couple of months to kind of dig into it devotionally and in research Uh, just to kind of peel back some of the layers of the onion. And so, yes, hopefully we all will get further revelation. So hit me up. Let me know if you have any further thoughts, uh, revelation on the book. All right. Bless you.